so that your partner isn't left kind of guessing or interpreting from their own experience what it means when you say, I've had a hard day or things are great. We want to really help the two of you get very clear about what is happening when you express an emotion. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff. We're going to continue in our series on clarifying what it is that's happening, what it is that we're experiencing in our relationships. So much of what we talk about in our relationships is grounded in in language and the things that we've learned and kind of express on a daily basis. We just kind of come into the relationship, we come home and we say, this is how I'm doing. And we just kind of go on and we assume that everybody knows what we mean. So what we're going to try to do in this segment, in this uh, podcast is break down what it means for you when something is going wrong, when something starts to feel good, we're going to give you a framework, an acronym that you can use to kind of describe the experience a little more fully so that your partner isn't left kind of guessing or interpreting from their own experience what it means when you say, I've had a hard day or things are great. We want to really help the two of you get very clear about what is happening when you express an emotion. Chad and I have been fortunate in that we met in grad school getting the same master's degree in marriage and family therapy. We learned this language together. We started our training in emotionally focused therapy together. We were learning these emotions together. So we can have conversations where we understand a little bit more what we're saying to each other because we have a framework for what some of those deeper feelings and meanings are. When we started talking about doing this series, we really kind of went back to even the idea of at the beginning of this year, we did the series called The Beginning, which was talking about how Chad and how how I took in this emotional process, started to apply it into our lives, and then started to have it shift how we interact with each other. We recognize, if you've been following our podcast from the beginning, you already are starting to get better at having these connect points, telling your partner your process, coming back to conversations that didn't go well, you're understanding how fights happen, how cycles happen. You are already doing an excellent job. We want to commend you on that, on starting to talk more about your experience. We want to take it even a step further and give you specific wording and tools around the experience that you're having. One of the things that we do, not only in our conversations, but when we start to cycle up is we do something called showing your work. We're going to get to that in the next episode, but we want to talk a little bit about what that work is. And we want to give you tools to be able to talk about kind of that experience that's happening for you. So Chad came up with an acrostic. We're going to pitch that to you. And we're also going to give you something that we learn in therapy called a scaling question or an idea around scaling a feeling. So let's start with the acrostic. I want to say one more thing about this before we go to the acrostic. I would think that if I can define a word, if I can define sadness, like a Merriam's Webster dictionary, I could go look that word up, then that's what that thing should mean. And it, and it does, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I have accurately applied it to me. So what we're trying to do with this acrostic, it's, it's perms, but what we're trying to do is help you get a very clear picture of what's happening in the moment inside your body. So I'm going to break this down. I'm going to run through it quickly, and then we're going to break down each piece as well. So PERMS stands for this. It stands for physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, and spiritually. Those are five components 
of your experience that we want to examine when we try to look at what we feel. We don't want to just leave this to chance. We don't want to assume that someone has the Merriam-Webster version or, or definition of my sadness. I want to break that down into as many pieces as I can. I want to get it, as a friend of mine likes to call it, granular. I want it to know the texture of that sadness so that my partner can understand and respond to it. So this acrostic, these basically frames of your experience can be used throughout your day can be used before you're about to talk to your partner and you want to actually share something, can be used if you guys start to get sideways in a conversation and you're like, this is going wrong and I want to figure out what's happening and come back to my partner and, and try to shift how the conversation is going. This tool can be used all kinds of ways. Let me start breaking down for you Great. what that looks like. Here, Chad and I are. We've had a long day. In the previous episode, we talked about when Chad comes home and he says, I had a hard day. If he does a quick assessment, a PERMS assessment, and asks himself, is it physically? Is it emotionally? Is it relationally? Is it mentally? Where is it that my day was hard? And he comes in and he says, man, I've had a mentally hard day. My, my thoughts are distracted. A couple of interactions at work didn't go well. That's relationally a little bit challenging. And I just feel tired. That's the physical part. And so now he's taken, I had a hard day into a more specific area to share with me what are some of the specifics about what hard means? What are some of the specifics about how I might be able to ask further or dig deeper or open up more space for us to have a conversation where I can I can respond or know what he needs from me? I love what you're doing right now because as we break out this acrostic perms, we want to say, Wherever you can start is fine. If I start with mentally, and, and that's where we live. I mean, we live in our mental kind of narrative and our story. And so I come in the house and I'm like, oh, it's a hard day. And I'm like, you know what? Just I can kind of lay out the details of it, especially um, just being me and how I work. I can lay out like these are the things that happened. But if I'll allow myself the time to slow down and go, okay, but what what did it feel like physically as I was going through my, or, or as I come in the door even, let's let's bring it to the here and now as we do it. Physically, what do I feel right now as I'm considering my day? Emotionally, what does that what does that kind of feel like? You know, if I if I pay attention to my physical body, emotions are the label we've given our internal experience. So if I'm listening to the physical, it might lead me to an emotional word like sad or heavy or a descriptor around my body. Yeah. And then, then I kind of go, okay, yeah, and that's right. That, that does. I've, I've kind of had to tough relationships or I've had to have hard conversations with people at work or had to do things that were difficult. So I felt some distress there. And so then that's why my mind is working so hard to try to figure out how to solve the things that are happening at my work. And then I, I think sometimes we leave this out, but I, I really do feel like as, as a Christian, as I have faith, there's a spiritual component to this. Have I been engaged with God at all? Have I spent any time taking this somewhere other than myself to my higher power? Have I asked and invited God into my my process so that I can have some clarity around it? Does it line up with my value system, the way that I'm handling my day? I'll tell you what, if, if I've been in my head all day, if I've only been using my mental capacity to handle my day, and I've got all of this weight in my body, these emotions kind of running amok, relationships are strained, and I haven't included God in it, and I walk in the door and I go, yeah, it's been a hard day, and I walk to the living room, I guarantee you we're going to have a bad night. Hmm. That is going to go bad because I don't have 
four out of the five components even discussed yeah. at that moment. The, the thing that I find fascinating about this is it's just a tool that helps us have more words. That's what yeah. this whole series is about, is being able to give you words that you haven't had before. I didn't grow up with an articulate vocabulary around what it felt like and how to share it, what my brain was doing, constantly obsessing about thoughts and how I could let somebody into that to help me process it. Chad talks about this a lot in the talks he does and in the work that he does, that we as humans, we need each other to get feedback. I need Chad to, in a healthy way, not in a codependent way, that word gets thrown around, uh, definitely the recovery community a lot, a lot in the therapy community as well, in a healthy dependent way, in an interdependent way, where I have chosen Chad to help me be a healthier person, to help me make sure I'm okay, to have a secure relationship with. And so he's the person who I often want to share this kind of personal assessment with so that he can help gauge and help me regulate, help me understand the meaning assigned to some of this stuff that's happening for me. So to be able to say to him, hey, physically, I'm not doing okay, or relationally, I'm not doing okay, on a day-to-day -day basis keeps us connected. But there's another way to use this tool that we have talked about, which is if day in and day out for weeks on end, I am physically tired, physically tired, physically tired, physically tired, at some point, it then goes to another level, which is possibly, do we need to have a lifestyle change? Do I need to get more sleep? Do I need to change my eating habits or exercise more? Or let's say it's mentally, or let's say it's relationally. If day after day after day, I am in relational conflict at work, or I am having a hard time relationally, let's say with my family of origin, and that is weighing on me, there might need to be another step taken. So then it even kind of falls outside of our relationship. I come to chat and say, yeah, this relationship is on my mind today. So it's an R and an M together. Tomorrow, same relationship still on my mind. Next day, same relationship still on my mind. And let's say Chad's been responding to me in a good way. By day four, by day five, our conversation can start to look like, hey, what do we need to shift this? Yeah. How do we need to get this to a place where this particular relationship isn't consuming you or taking away from our family or our intimacy or whatever it is yeah. that's taking away? So this is a way to kind of dig down underneath some of the ongoing things that happen in relationships. And everybody loves economics in high school, I think, right? Um, <laughs> well, I'm thinking about this because you can apply this at two levels. You can take this macro level that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, am I, I want to assess my life and I want to say, how am I doing physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, spiritually? But you can also go down to the micro and say, how am I doing in this moment physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, spiritually? And and both of those are really healthy things to share with your partner. Absolutely. To say, this is how I'm doing right now, and this is how I'm doing at a broader level, at right. a bigger picture level. So there's another one we want to cue you in on too. And we said earlier, it's called scaling. And I like to say scaling your emotions, scaling your feelings, scaling the urgency of the situation, let's say. For me, I use this a lot. I will come to Chad and say, hey, I have some anxiety right now. It's like a level two. Or I'll say, hey, I have some anxiety. It was a level two yesterday. It's about at a five. I need help before it gets to an eight or a 10. So I'm telling him on a scale of, and we have this language, so it's yeah. already established on a scale of 
zero, no anxiety, relaxing at the beach to 10, freaking out and losing my head over some situation. I am, where am I on the scale? And what do I need him to do? There are times when he's the cause of me having that anxiety and I'm telling him uh, in a very pursuer way. But there are other times when I'm just overwhelmed and I'm trying to let him in on the fact that I'm not a level two. I'm not calm. I'm not okay. I'm actually starting to have something. Maybe it's the other emotions that he expressed. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe it's, um, this is a, a term I deal with a lot in the clients that I work with. And personally, if I'm talking about shame, right, my inadequacy or my not enoughness, if I have a day where I just feel like not on top of my game, like I'm failing at things or I'm inadequate in a certain situation, I can call Chad and say, man, my shame is out of control today. I feel like I'm at a level eight or a level 10 and I just am no good for, for anything. And he can, because we've had a language now that he understands when I call and say I'm in a shame spiral and it's at a level 10, it's urgent for him because he knows what that means for me and how much I need help from him. If I say, hey man, I'm just starting to feel like I didn't do a good job there and I'm kind of at a level two, he can kind of say, oh man, that sucks. Can I do anything for you? Because it's not as urgent. And so that scaling example kind of gives him... um, an understanding of where and what he needs to do to respond. I love I love both of these examples because they're really self-focused. They're self-focused so that we can have communication about the experience I'm having, right? So so both of these examples really do good things and I want to break it out just a little bit mm-hmm. not not long about pursue and withdraw. So for a withdrawer, if I, if I ask a withdrawer most of the time, and I do lots of work with withdrawers, but if I ask them, I say, what does that feel like in your body? Physically, how do you feel this heaviness or this bad day? I won't say 99. A bunch <laughs> of the percent of the time. Uh, 99 is probably pretty accurate. They'll say, what are you talking about? I don't feel it in my body. I just know that it was a hard day. It's in my head. Most of the time, withdrawers live in their head alone. And so if you're a withdrawer and you're going to try to implement PERMs, I'm going to, in fact, if you're a withdrawer, I'm going to encourage you implement perms, do this, take the time to go. What do I physically feel on this hard day? What does my body feel like? That is a shift from what most withdrawers do, which is go to their head and avoid feeling, get away from feeling because it doesn't serve a purpose in their experience. But what we're trying to do is move away from our own protection and move towards our partner. So if you're a withdrawer, I really want to encourage you, get in touch with your physical experience. Get in touch with your emotional experience. Start to think about how that impacts or plays out in your relationship. I think you're probably, if you're a withdrawer, you're doing a great job with the logistics and mental side of it. And I know a lot of withdrawers who actually do a really good job with spiritual discipline and taking the time to pray. So the M and the S might be really simple for you as a withdrawer. Now, we do, on the other hand, need to work hard on that physical, emotional, and relational conversation and what it feels like inside of ourselves. As a pursuer, sometimes we get caught in the trap of sharing a lot of words around the emotion, using a lot of emotion words that aren't necessarily self-focused, but there'll, there'll be a lot of emotional discussion There'll be a lot of relational discussion. You're not here for me. We'll use attachment language even, which is really important in relationship. And so it's not a bad thing, but sometimes slowing down and getting the meaning and getting clear around what those other pieces mean, it doesn't happen as often. 
And so I want to encourage our pursuing partners to spend some time with the meanings, with the, the more kind of nuanced places. I want to come back to just a second. What Chad is saying here is what I've explained is the internal view. If I come to Chad and say, I'm at a level two or I'm at a level eight, then he is being let into, or I'm trying to let him into my experience. I have a couple that I was working with a few weeks ago, and the pursuer was talking about just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. And she said that word five times. And I, using a scaling example, applied it to that and said, hey, you just said doing five times. What would it look like if you let your partner in on your first or second doing and and not wait until it gets to your fifth doing? And he was the withdrawer and said, when she says I'm at a fourth doing, she's really at 11 or 12. They already had a framework for the urgency or the intensity, basically with the scaling. I just kind of help them find words around yeah. it. And so it can be at that moment, we had a little conversation with them where he said, hey, I noticed that you're about 10 newings in and it looks like when you get there, you get pretty overwhelmed. Is there anything I can do to help you? So you can, as a partner, use this same language if you see your partner in a place that's hard. If Chad comes in and says, I'm having a hard day, Okay, he could have given me some perms cues. He could have said, I'm having, I'm physically tired and mentally I'm in my head and I feel spiritually disconnected. That would have been great. But I don't want to always put it on him. If we go back to our series that we did on fights, whose responsibility is it to resolve or to try to fix the fight? Anyone who can. If you can see it and your partner can't, if your partner comes in and says, I'm having a hard day, then you can, because you're listening to this and you have tools, refine that, help clarify. Hey, it sounds like you're having a hard day. Does that mean like emotionally hard? Are you in your head mentally? Or are you just not feeling good physically? You can try to refine or cue up some of these more specific things for your partner and open up some space for them to start to understand their experience more. So we're going to go ahead and cue up our connect point. And in this connect point, I want you to take some time and assess how am I doing at a, at a macro level, at a high level, how am I doing at PERMS? Physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, and spiritually. How, how am I doing? And what, I want you to apply the scale that we talked about. 10 is excellent. 1 is not so good, right? So if, I, if I'm doing really good physically, I'm, I'm going to say that's a 10. If I'm doing really good emotionally, that's a 10. If I'm doing really awful relationally, that's a 1, right? <laughs> so we could talk about those things. But, but I want you to take some time to do that. And then this is a two-parter. So I also want you to take a second and just connect with your partner and say, right now, how am I doing physically, emotionally, relationally, mentally, and spiritually? And I want you both to share that and just kind of take some time to describe your inner world on those five levels and, and really take the time to make this description make sense. Do everything you can to help your partner get where you are right now. So we're going to cue that up. Excited for you guys to try this and looking forward to seeing you in our next episode in this series. Thanks so much for checking this out. Really the best thing you can do for us if you enjoyed this is, is share it. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Tell a friend. Share the podcast with somebody so that we can help couples get better. Thank you so much again for checking this out.